0: Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington.
1: And I am Bill Knight. I think it's going to be a Monday, Monday, you know? (laughs)
0: Yeah. One of the things that just happened right now, we do the program remotely, and uh, uh, usually we just press the record button and start the show, you know? This time around, I pressed the record button, and Bill disappeared.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, well, it was my Houdini. I know. He did a good job, too. not that far from Scranton. I was, you know, practicing my Houdini, and apparently well, it was. What do you know? Voila!
0: Very effective. Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, a lot of things uh, happened over the weekend. Seed uh, was the big thing. When I get to that, we have some audio from that. Uh, we also uh, did. I wanted to play something for you. It was a really kind of an interesting cut. It was from Yuma, Arizona. It was from, I think he was a. Uh, uh, a council member, and he's just about had it with uh, mm-hmm. the illegals coming across. They're right on the border, you know, down in Yuma. Listen.
2: We all know in this room what we all have witnessed under former president Donald J. Trump, the, the greatest president in my lifetime. That border crossing are down, Yeah, yes. Yeah. Border crossings were down, and our country our country, was proud to uphold the rule of law. When you look at our United States Constitution, and you see that it's the federal government's responsibility to secure our southern borders, we could talk about it. I, I sent a letter to Biden calling him to invoke that guarantee clause. And if you don't understand, if you look at Article 4, Section 4, there's an invasion clause, folks, and I'll just read for it. The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a republic form of government, and shall Protect each of them against invasion. We are being invaded.
0: Yes. Amazing. I didn't. I didn't realize that. But it's it's right there in the articles, and uh, he read the clause, an invasion clause, and they're ignoring it in uh, in Washington.
1: You know, I, I've heard this clause before. I thought we talked about it, but it, it is there. It's been mentioned. The the news doesn't mention it. They kind of poo-poo it, but they they blow over a lot of things. Just like the, the, it's almost like the Brunson case. There are so many things that uh-huh. are being, you know, trivialized. Yeah, that are important. You know, articles of law and just formality and constitution that we are, eh, no big deal.
0: I mean, he's supposed to protect our. Country from invasion. I mean, you know you he's not. He's not doing it. He came into office. He promised in the debates that if he is elected, he would allow anybody to come in. He'd take down the barriers to uh, illegals. One of the sure. interesting things about uh, President Trump at CPAC is he said, "Oh, that is going to change." He said he's going to mass deport. Should he be uh, the president again? This is, here's what he said.
2: Listen. When I'm back in the White House, the very first reconciliation bill I will sign will be for a massive increase in Border Patrol and a colossal increase in the number of ICE deportation officers. And I want to thank the Border Patrol. These are incredible people. I want to thank ICE, and in particular, I want to thank Brandon Judd, Border Patrol, and Tom Homan, Central Casting. He's Central Castor. Under my leadership, we will use all necessary state, local, federal, and military resources to carry out the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. Other countries are emptying out their prisons, insane asylums, and mental institutions, and sending all of their problems right into their dumping ground, the USA. Think of it. They're emptying out their prisons, and you've heard me say that, but they're also emptying out their mental institutions. And uh, to use a strong couple of words, insane asylum, insane asylum, that's where Anybody see Silence of the Lamb? That's where they come from. in That's a stronger word than a mental institution. And they're putting them into our country. Thank you very much. I will ask every state and federal agency to identify every known or suspected gang member in America and every one of them that is here illegally. And the towns know who they are. The towns and cities are the police. We love our police. The police know who they are. And we will pick them up, and we will throw them out of our country, and there will be no questions asked.
0: Wow. He will, they'll pick them up and throw them out of the country. Don't feel bad, friends. They, they shouldn't be here. They're here Ill- illegally. No matter what the left is trying to sell you, they are illegal.
1: And why are they here? Are they here to live the American dream?
0: Even if they were here to live the American dream, there's a process that, that good well, people have been following for decades.
1: Okay, and if they want to live the American dream, that means they should follow those rules. If they're here to steal the American dream, what I mean by that? They come over the border, they do everything that uh, they want to do to make money. And then they send it back down south, down home, yep. so they can get, live, go back down there, live cheaper, and and live the life of Riley, and probably still find a way to build more money out of the United States. No, I'm not going to pay for your vacation.
0: What you said is so true. Steal the American dream. Nobody's saying that. Nobody is saying That's that. That's what it is. But they're stealing the American dream. And I found it interesting. He said, we know where they are. The police know where they are. And they do. Because if they ship a bunch of strangers in en masse in bulk to your community, and you're the police force, you're the chief, and all of a sudden you know that in one section of town you have all these people who weren't there before you, and they all speak a different language, you know they're illegals. You know where they are, right? So, uh, and he said he'll use it all: federal, state, police. Everybody will get involved with the, the largest mass deportation.
1: Now, you watched CPAC on TV. because yes. I know you did because you, you asked me if I was watching. I had other things going on. Now, let me ask you this because right away the news, you know, they were there to, well, you know, lend lend an eye to it so that they're watching it while you can't right? to let you know what you got, exactly what's going on. And the headline read, empty seats and yawns. Well,
0: the empty seats were for Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, they had a straw poll there. Uh, Trump won it by 40 points at least. It was like Trump, second place was uh, DeSantis, and and Trump was ahead by like 40 points. And uh, the third place guy was somebody i never heard of. But they don't mention that, by the way, in the media. The media doesn't mention that. The media makes it sound like Nikki Haley was in third place. She was in fourth
1: place. Well, and the media is saying that the Republicans overlooked that guy. That guy has never been a politician. He's, he's not running
0: right now. He's not. He's not no. a candidate. He was just. Uh, uh, I think they, they, it was like he gave a speech. Everybody liked him, and he was added to the poll. You know, I don't think he's made a formal announcement.
1: Well, so either way, it,
0: it it will be interesting to uh, to see how this. Uh, Flushes out throughout the week, uh, but Trump is is do, he was magnificent. It might have been his strongest speech ever because and he
1: was saying it was too early to to make a call whether DeSantis will be his running mate. Right. or not. He didn't. And that's not a diss on DeSantis. That's just saying it's too early in the campaign to pick anybody.
0: The media is trying to make uh, some kind of an argument between DeSantis and Trump, and Trump's not falling for it. As a matter of fact, I want you to hear uh, how the media responded to, uh, how the media uh, presented a question about DeSantis to Trump. You have to listen very carefully because Trump's standing kind of away from the mic. I'll try to uh, raise the levels a bit so you can hear it. But listen to the way the reporter phrases the question.
3: For you, Mr. President. If Ron DeSantis is such a fraud, why did you endorse him for governor? Did you make a mistake?
2: No, I'm very happy I endorsed him for governor because the alternative would have been very bad. He was a disaster as it turned out, and uh, the alternative would have been very bad. Now, Florida's doing well. Florida's done well for a long time, and uh, no, I'm very happy about it. Mr. President, Mr. President the people we talked to.
0: Okay, so what he said was, um, the question was, if Ron DeSantis is such a fraud, why did you endorse him for governor? Did you make a mistake? Which I think is kind of a snotty way of uh, presenting a question, but it's a young reporter, and he didn't snap back at the reporter. He said, here's how he responded. I'm very happy I endorsed him for governor because the alternative would have been very bad. He was a disaster as it turned out. The alternative would have been very bad. Florida is doing, Florida has done well for a long time. And I'm very happy about that, Trump responded. Right. He, and Trump said he also, it's too soon to tell if he would offer DeSantis a vice presidential spot on the 2024 ticket. So that, but I wanted you to, I, I played it. I know the audio wasn't great, but I didn't want to just read it to you in case you happen to be able to hear it. You could hear how he said it,
1: you know. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's too early to say what's going to happen in mm -hmm. 2024. Uh, And I don't mean this is a diss to Trump, but he may not be the candidate because the Dems really want to take this guy down. And they have been trying since when he first got in. Well, he said
0: that he said at CPAC, they're going to do everything they can to try to bring him down between now and 2024. He's not going to go down. He said that. He's not going to go down. But they're going to try desperately. But I, my question is, do we have a 2024?
1: Well, I've, I've always said probably not. There, you know, there's a lot of things at play. Um, there are so many misdirections, distractions, and distortions that are out there. And, I mean, there are distortions right. in, in, in the news, in the cycle of news and to as to what's going on militarily, uh, as to what's going on financially. Um cuz I gave that a lot of heavy thought over the weekend going what the hell really is going on here. Yeah. You know, and but you know to to it's like okay, pick a story and just choose a story because they're all equally important. You know, the, it's it's like a an onion.
0: Well, I think there's that's so intentional many
1: layers peel, you know, there's so many layers to the skin.
0: And I think that uh, a lot of things are happening. Uh, Distractions are being set up. As we sit back, uh, over the weekend I thought, wait, okay, they're talking now about Jimmy Carter in hospice. They're trying to tell you that the end is near, very near. They're, They're setting us up for that. The other thing they're setting us up for is John Fetterman is in the hospital. We haven't heard from him And uh, there are rumors going around that he's brain dead. And, I mean, God forbid, I hope that's not the case. But they're trying to set us up for that. And we don't know. We don't have any pictures. We haven't heard any voice. His wife took off and went to Canada with the kids for a while, then went back to Braddock, PA, with the kids. Didn't stick around Walter Reed. Now, if your husband is gravely ill in a hospital Do you pick up your family and leave the state? I'm just saying, Mike, my family wouldn't do that. And I'm sure your family wouldn't do that, too.
1: You know, I hope he's alive, you know, and I I hope he's getting better for his sake. But with that said, you know, he could be on life support and comatose. And they're waiting to sit there and figure out what the hell it is they're going to do because They've already got Feinstein uh, in in the hospital. They got him in the hospital. So their lead in the Senate is out the window. Kamala can't do it by herself. And, you know, they got her to deal with, too. You know, they, you know, I mentioned two people that have natural causes. You know, Feinstein, you know, they probably just want to sweep her under the carpet and have someone else there for her, but they don't. So if... I mean, uh, Kamala. If... If... Uh...
0: There's something major coming down the road, and they want to keep it out of the news. Wouldn't the perfect thing be to have, God forbid, uh, a major news story like uh, the the passing of a political leader? uh, You know, especially you know, God forbid, a presidential. But they're setting us up for it. I mean, it'll be wall to wall coverage of a funeral, while in the background they're hiding something from us. Do you know? Mm-hmm. And, um I, I, does know, it does it sound like I don't trust the administration right now? The answer is yes, I don't trust them. I think they're not out for uh, the good of the country. I think they're out for their own good.
1: You know, Nikki haley has been trying to make some traction, you know, she was calling for Biden to uh, have a um a uh, cognitive test. Mm-hmm. you know, and Jill Biden said, "Oh, that'll never happen." well it, it should happen but the democrats don't want joe to run now because they realize that he's a problem although he's gearing up to run and Jill wants him to run now she, she didn't she did now she did she didn't again now she does again yeah, jill, nobody knows
0: i think jill said ridiculous when she heard about that that was her that was her response ridiculous is it ridiculous the guy shaking hands with air come on uh
1: well, you know who they're talking about now is Michelle. Again, well, uh, that might be their only choice because. How about Hillary? Whether it's not whether she's qualified or he's qualified, it's they 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 want to run somebody that they think that they can. It's popularity contest, you know, it has nothing to do with your your politics. Well, it does in the fact that she's woke, very woke. So it'd be easy to slide her in, and keep that agenda that they got going, going. But
0: I think they're going to have a problem. They've been they've been slipping and sliding in um, woke out. nominees for all these different positions uh, mm-hmm. since Biden's been in office, and they they tried to slip one by uh, Senator Ted Budd from North Carolina. Uh, we talked about this guy's. Uh, nomination, Phil Washington, last week, but I want Mm -hmm. you to hear what Senator Budd did to Phil Washington. He asked seven questions. Now, mind you, this guy is in charge, would be in charge of the FAA. That's airplanes, folks. Federal Aviation Administration. Listen to this.
3: Mr. Washington, can you quickly tell me uh, what airspace requires an ADS-B transponder? Not sure I can answer that question right now. That's, that's OK. We'll just keep going. So um, that's, a, that's a pretty important part. So what are the six types of special use airspace that protect this national security that appear on FAA charts? Uh, sorry, Senator. I cannot answer that question. Okay. So, what are the operational limitations of a pilot flying under Basic Med, Senator? I'm not a pilot, so uh, but uh, obviously you'd ever see the F- Federal Aviation Administration. So, um, any, any idea what those uh, restrictions are under Basic Med, quickly? Uh, well, some of the restrictions, I think, would be high blood pressure. Uh, some of them would be... Uh, it, it's more like how many passengers per airplane, oh, how see. many pounds yeah. in different categories, and uh, what ele- what uh, altitude uh, you can find or so. And, uh, and then the uh, amount of knots, it's under 250 knots. So it's not having anything to do with blood pressure. So can you tell me what causes an aircraft to spin or to stall? Uh, Again, Senator, I'm not a pilot. Um, Okay, Uh, let's keep going. What are the three aircraft certifications the FAA requires as part of the manufacturing process? Quickly, please. Three Uh, aircraft certifications. uh, Again, uh, what I would say to that is that one of my first priorities would be to fully implement that certification act uh, and report. You know the the three types, uh, Mr. Washington. The the three types. Okay. Yeah, that's type certificate, production certificate, airworthiness certificate. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Let's just keep going, see if we can uh, um, get lucky here. So can you tell me what the minimum separation distance is for landing and departing airliners during the daytime, Mr. Washington? I, I don't want to guess on that, Senator. Are you familiar with the difference between Part 107 and Part 44809 when it comes to unmanned aerial standards? Unmanned aerial Unmanned, like drones. Are you familiar with yes, difference? yes? Okay, you know the difference between those two part forty four eight oh nine and part one hundred seven. You know the difference there? No, I cannot. Okay, uh, pull out.
0: Okay, so to be honest with you, that was kind of tough stuff for uh, anybody. I mean, he was, it was, but it was, but it was honest stuff. Those were honest questions. At the very least, I would have probably been able to answer the question about uh, stalling. I do
1: understand the, uh, you know, but uh, well, if what, you're the head guy. Yeah. You have to have a reasonable knowledge of every one of those topics. You would if think. Do not.
0: You would think. But if you look back historically, especially over the last uh, fifty years of nominees, none of them are ever really qualified for the jobs they're applying for. No. I mean, we had a we had a Supreme Court justice nominee. Our last one, just was asked the question, can you define what a woman is? And she said no. <laughs> she said no. Uh, okay, and you're going to be what, the justice, a justice of the Supreme Court? And you can't, you can't tell me what a woman is? Um, you're right. I, I do think that a lot of the problem is the Senate itself. The, the, the people we put in office who just float these people through you know they should have to qualify bill when you and i got into broadcasting all those ancient years ago um we had to get a radio telephone operator's license with the fcc we had to study for it
1: go up to uh, the fcc office and take the exam yeah you did and you know what you had it was timed um it's not like there were a lot of questions but uh there were, um, you know, basic law right. questions. Yeah, uh, There were basic questions on just how, you know, protocol of it. And then there was probably the most important thing, and that was the operation of the equipment so that you didn't interfere with anything else mm-hmm. and that, you know, you could maintain because you have to realize uh, radio, you know, with the top 40 talk on the air all the time, is still part of our national security system. And if who, what are you going to do if something bad happens hey do you hear we're under attack you turn on the radio right you might look at your smart device but you turn on your radio because that there's a system by which they 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 relay to the stations to disseminate to disseminate information everywhere televisions well, part with, of it with with, with cell phones are part of it
0: with cell phones i mean That system can be unplugged nationally in no time. Radio, it's a little tougher. If you can get a generator to keep your radio working, and they have a generator at a radio station somewhere, there's a good chance you're going to hear something.
1: Right. And you know what? You can can put a transmitter in a mobile van and go out and and disseminate information. But but the thing
0: is, we had to study and learn. We did. We had to take a test to be able to be in the business we were in. They don't have to with these nominees. Some of these nominees, look at look at Buttigieg, right? People in the uh, in South Bend, Indiana, I think that's where he was the mayor of, South Bend, uh, they mm-hmm. say the guy couldn't even fix the potholes. It was a mess. They called him Pothole Pete. Yet he's the head of our transportation department. You know, I don't know whether you heard this or not, Bill, but uh, over the weekend there was another train derailment uh, yeah, in Ohio. And and they told people to shelter in place again, and then they came out later and said, "Well, it's okay, it's all clear." Do you know there were thirty thousand gallons of propane that were on that train, that were derailed?
1: Yeah, uh, and you know what? It just seems odd to me that all these accidents are happening in red states. Well, you know those right righties they they, they they're 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 loosey goosey, no. You know, that's not the, the ticket at all, because those trains were put together somewhere else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's it, it has nothing to do with the political persuasion of the people that live in that state. But if there is something political about it, it has to do with the people that manipulated that train when it went through that state.
0: Under the Biden administration, they are allowing—they have raised the threshold for uh, your physical, as far as being an airline pilot— Whereas you had to, there was a cutoff point where if you weren't in good shape, you had to step aside from flying. You couldn't fly the plane. Well, they've raised that threshold. So you can now be a little sicker, you know, a little less healthy and be a captain on an airplane, thanks to Joe Biden. Also, they've never had more near misses on the runway. Uh, I mean, Tucker was talking about it last week. Uh, uh, People, I think there was a Southwest Airline, Plane coming into one of the major airports, and it was like 150 feet from the ground. They look down, they see a Learjet on the same runway, not waiting to take off, already on the roll, and and the guy pulled up on the Southwest airline plane. Fortunately, Mm -hmm. he was able to get out of the way. But I have to tell you, Bill, I had that happen to me once, and it's a frightening feeling if you're sitting in the back of an airplane. I was coming into Philadelphia. We were coming into Philadelphia. We were about maybe two hundred feet off the ground and the pilot yanked back on the yoke of the plane and we went up at a like like a sixty degree angle. And then the pilot came on and said, Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize, but there was another plane on our runway and we had to get out of the way. So it, it does happen, but it's happening more often than not
1: now. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And you know what? When when aircraft get re they have to be re-diverted to a, a runway where they can land. That happened to me once, a long time ago, and I thought, oh, geez, you know, we uh, ended up landing in Alexandria, Louisiana, not where we were supposed to land. But you know, they, hmm. they had to divert the plane, and it was interesting. You know, when you get you're you're landing, and all of a sudden you hear the uh, you feel the wheels, and you hear them hit the ground. You know, urr, urr, and then all of a sudden you hear those engines reverse, and you lunge forward in your seat because He's got the reverse thrusters on. He's applying the brake to slow it down, so he can turn down at the end of the runway and head towards towards the terminal. You know, and I'm seeing those little blue lights go by, and I'm going, "We're not turning, and we're yeah. still going pretty fast." We were the uh, I think it made the news. You know, we were the ones that went off the runway, and did nothing happened. You know, the the nose went off the runway. And they, they come out there, and uh, you get off, and you get to walk back to the terminal. <laughs> so, <laughs> you you were
0: know, lucky because sometimes at the end of a lot of runways, there are ditches because runways are, in many cases, built uh, it up. There uh, it was filled. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, we should have somebody who knows how to handle transportation, knows how to handle the FAA. Uh, you want people who maybe, maybe had some piloting experience, even if it wasn't commercial, me, even if they're just private pilots, they have an understanding of flying and what it takes to be a pilot. And, and uh, this guy, he—I understand—he was a, a 20-year military veteran, and I salute him for that, uh, Philip Washington. But for him to be in charge of the Federal Aviation Administration, nah, I don't think so.
1: You know, and there, there's a change, and you know, we, we've mentioned this before there's going to be a change in how we do everything. Now, I'm not going to talk about, uh, you know, gas versus electric or anything like that. But even Trump, I think, mentioned it at CPAC that, you know, it's time that we rebuild our cities, our infrastructure. Oh, by the way, uh, the technology has been out about five or six years, uh, maybe a little longer flying cars, and they are going to be a practicality now in, in the next few years to come. So in other words, you know, you live on a high rise or you live out in the suburbs, you pull that car out of the garage and then you go down the road and your wings come out and it, it takes off. You know, think about that. We're A lot of things are going to be in the air. We're oh, have yeah. A lot of balls in the air. Yeah. And we got this guy that doesn't know jack one of what goes it's gonna on. It's going to be
0: crowded up there. It's going to be crowded. Yeah. Very. Not only that, but do we want to have all these cars flying around in the air? Do we want to have that? Our beautiful sky uh, darkened by all these vehicles that are cruising every which way I'm just saying I, I kind of like the, the uh, being able to go out on my deck and look up and see the blue sky and see the sunshine if we all of a sudden have uh, you know several million vehicles flying around it's going to be a different sky.
1: Well, we're gonna to have to change the way our cities, uh, you know, uh, the the functionality of our cities, the layout of them. But that's a it's a whole different thing, a whole different debate. We're changing is what mm-hmm. we're trying to say, but we're not gonna make it to that if we don't get our act together now. Well, if we you, can't get it together here now, how in the hell are we gonna to transcend to something that might be kind of more fun and practical and cool, you know? But,
0: well, well, you know, I'm sure they have. I'm sure it wouldn't be just. Uh, you get up there with your flying car and go any way you want to. There's probably going to have to be a, a system in place, uh, essentially uh, highways in the sky that you have to follow. You won't be able to just go hither and thar uh, at hither your own discretion. Yes. I've
1: been there. Where, How do you find that in the map?
0: It's uh, very carefully. You, have to be, you need a good set of glasses. Um <laughs> Uh, Trump was talking, by the way, about uh, the plans. It was a terrific speech. Terrific. I wish you had seen that. It was a terrific speech. He was talking about his future plans for uh, the U.S. government. Should he be president again? And here's part of what he said.
2: We will rout the fake news media. We will expose and appropriately deal with the rhinos. We will evict Joe Biden from the White House. And we will liberate America from these villains and scoundrels once and for all. When we started this journey, a journey like there has never been before, there's never been anything like this. We had a Republican Party that was ruled by freaks, neocons, globalists, open-border zealots, and fools. But we are never going back to the party of Paul Ryan, Carl Rose.
0: Boy, they loved that. They stood up and gave him a rousing standing ovation when he said that. But he said something even more important, and it really struck home for a lot of people. Listen to this. It's
2: the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country, in my opinion. And it probably is what caused Putin to say, wow, Trump is gone. This is a great time to take over Ukraine, right? It's probably a reason that that happened. But I stand here today, and I'm the only candidate who can make this promise... I will prevent and very easily World War Three. Very easily. And you're gonna have World War Three, by the way. You're gonna have World War Three. If something doesn't happen fast, you're gonna have World War Three.
0: You know the the thing is <clears throat> with all these other candidates out there, every other Republican candidate. If he gets elected, we'll have to learn how to be president. We'll have to introduce himself to all these people around the world. Trump doesn't have to do that. If Trump gets back into office, he picks up where he left off. And I think he'll also pick up with a better staff, a more trustworthy staff.
1: Yeah. He had four years. He did a great job in four years. He got screwed. Let's just be honest with it. Although they're back to that election denier thing, you know, and the, the big lie which was never proven of course it wasn't uh, yeah. that it was, was a lie but they don't want they don't want you to prove it because then once you prove it wasn't a big lie it, it was a big truth that the election was stolen uh, the, their argument is out of gas yep so he uh, you know w- he, bill he he, is a, uh, a,
0: he was on a roll mm-hmm. he, this wasn't just one of your average speeches from trump he everything he every time he swung the bat it was a hit if you know what i mean if this were baseball everything he said struck home and he was comfortable he he he'd be talking and he'd see somebody in the audience and go oh hey hey uh, you know mike lindell's here the pillow guy boy
1: i wish you could buy my advertising you know do you think he sits down and he has a staff of writers and they research everything and they do everything or do you think, kind of like our podcast at times, we didn't script today's show, we're doing today's show. We've gotten to know what, you know, we've gotten to know how each other think, we know what we feel, we know where we have our pulse on the, our community, on our state, on our, on our, on our nation. We're, it's like the back of our hand, we know. I think and, he has
0: an outline, Bill. I think he has an outline that he reads off the teleprompter. So he, there are key points that he has to make. And, so,
1: yeah, that's, that's nothing, though. But yeah. he, he, he knows what he wants to say. He knows what he needs to do. Uh, he might want to just make sure that he's got key points so he doesn't forget to mention it because it's a key point. Yeah, when you're talking, it's very easy to sit there and go, yeah, and at the – when you re uh, when you recant everything you did, oh damn it! I forgot to say that.
0: Right. You know, I think uh, that's when he. That. I, I think he does that. I think he feels very comfortable ad libbing, mm-hmm. uh, very comfortable speaking from the heart as opposed to so, speaking, you know, speaking from the, from the script. Speaking from
1: the heart, shooting from the hip. And yeah, Reagan did that. Speak from the heart, shoot from the hip. Yep. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, now some people call that cowboy politics. No. Okay. But you know, usually
0: they usually those are the opponents. Who don't like it because, because it's it's successful for him. People love it. That's they feel like when he's on the stage, they're being talked to by a real person, not by a robot reading a script. You know? exactly.
1: You know, and I'm a real person. You're a real person. And when your candidate's a real person, uh, you know things get done. But you know the opposing side. You know, they, they don't want to see that. He that.
0: says things like, "I had a real good life before I did this. I don't know what I was thinking." <laughs> I mean, you know, but he and, and and that comment by itself makes people smile because everybody who looks at him says, "Yeah, you sure did have a pretty good life." But, but it's something he would say to you across a table having coffee. I had a pretty good life before I did this. And Look at like what was I thinking? You know, but here I am, here I am.
1: I'm running for president, and I'm doing it for you. And it's an interesting and he's got to be legit because, you know, I I mentioned that yesterday. There's a big uh, there's a big distortion disparity uh, between uh, the economy, the real economy and the people's economy. They're two different things. And, you know, you can sit there and get back into the economics of everything and go, well, when we got off the gold system, you know, but, you know, the Democrats are touting we have more wealth now than we have had at any other time in our history. Well, that's true. But what's not true is is that it's being distributed equally. If it's true that we have that much wealth, we should be able to have people that aren't suffering. And there's so many things that we should have. We shouldn't be wasting money on the Ukraine. We shouldn't right. be doing a lot of different things, but we are. And that's where the problem is, is you know, coming in. 're being we're being misdirected and the truth is being distorted that money is being distributed do you know who's going to do, the rich do you know who visited the Ukraine on Friday who
0: Merrick Garland our attorney general Why? that's the question mm-hmm. we had Janet Yellen head of the Treasury a few days ago we have Merrick Garland going over there. what's he doing over there? He's the Attorney General of the United States. He's supposed to be dealing with internal laws in our country. He's supposed to be dealing with our many, many legal problems internally. Why is he going over and shaking hands, glad-handing with Vladimir uh, Zelensky? But he was.
1: He was there. I'm kind of curious about something now. You have to be a citizen to run for president. Mm -hmm. But... What office do you not have to be a citizen for? You just come here. I mean, you know that you were native born to the United States. What
0: office do you?
1: Congress. You don't have to be. Right. You don't have to right. be born no. natively to the United you States. You have to Congress. be a citizen
0: probably. for so many years, I believe. Yeah, but you. Uh, yeah. You don't have to be born here to be a congressman. And and Senate would be probably the same thing. I would imagine, I'm not sure, I'd have to check on that, but I, I would imagine if if, if Congress, being a representative is that way, I would imagine being a senator is the same way too.
1: So if our golden boy is Zelensky, uh, everything goes to hell, I guess he can just pack up, move here, we can grant him citizenship, and then he yeah. run for political office, yes. wouldn't that be nice?
0: <laughs> Guy has a problem speaking our language. But hey, so what? We No one would notice if he's a Democrat. Um, This is interesting. (laughs) You were talking about our economy. Have you heard this? The probability of a catastrophic U.S. debt default has risen by 300% since the start of this year. Now, friends, it's March, the beginning of March. So we've only been into this uh, month, what, nine weeks, eight and a half weeks? Uh,
1: And... All right. Now, that's an interesting thing, a debt default. Mm-hmm. It's the richest time in our history of we got more money now than any other country any, at any other time has got. Yet we're looking at a debt default. Now, why is that? Where is all the money going? Where, you know, where has it gone
0: it we, says, obviously
1: we have it. it where says is it? The,
0: the federal government hit its thirty one point nine billion dollar debt ceiling on January nineteenth, forcing the US Treasury Department to take extraordinary measures to avoid a potential default to keep government operations funded through June. Right. It said a divided Congress has so far not agreed to pass a spending bill to avoid a federal default, making some investors uneasy based on a rise in trading activity in credit default swaps, CDS, on the debt. Um, I don't want to get into economic uh, technicalities, but we are just getting deeper and deeper in debt by the second, and Congress hasn't... Uh, figured out an answer to it, to slow it down, to deal with so it. What so what
1: happens if we default? Congress still gets paid. Well, itself. you know what I heard still somebody say,
0: Bill? And this is interesting. It's a good, very good question. I heard somebody say this on um, one of the talk shows, and he was somebody with experience. He said, oh, I'm sorry, I'll tell you who it was. It was Glenn Beck, your former uh, cohort in crime in, in broadcasting. And we worked together, yeah. Right. Okay. And he said... Uh, he thinks that what they should do is just shut it off and reset it like a computer, meaning uh, go over, pull the plug on on our debt, you know, zero everything, plug it back in and start it up again, which is well, probably what they're going to do at some which point. Which
1: is kind of what I'm suggesting, too, because we got more money than anything, but here's the problem, and here's the problem with that. Let's say that we reset it. We haven't fixed the problem as to the distribution of that money. You know, let's just say that we've got this enormous wealth that is falling from the sky. Mm-hmm. You, I, and every listener here should be able to reach out and grab you a big old handful. Or, right. or as uh, Tony Joe White used to say, you know, you know, uh, the, with the poke salad, carry it right. home in a tote sack, take a tote sack yeah. out. And- Catch yeah. you a big old yeah. mess of that cash and bring yeah. it home. Right. And you could pay off your bills and do whatever you want. But, but, you, 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 but we don't the get thing it. about
0: Glenn's idea is that if you reset it to zero and then plug it back in, yeah, all of a sudden your debt technically is erased. But all those people you owed money to, the trillions of dollars that you owed money to, those people get shafted. What does that do to your credit? What is it, well, You know, you, all of a sudden, would you would you if you were another country and you had uh, loaned the U.S. money, and then of course they just pulled the plug on it and said, "The heck with it, we're not going to pay it." Uh, would you ever loan the U.S. money again? I wouldn't. You couldn't, well, and you also I mean, couldn't do it as well.
1: Well, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. You know, we, you talk about them loaning us money. We seem to be giving out money. You know, the, this circle. There's somebody getting money. But it's not you. It's right. not me. It's not the American people, and it may not be our creditors, uh, unless our creditors are the Bill Gates well, that, and, and that's, the people like that.
0: I think there are investors who buy bonds and things like that in the background.
1: Oh, screw them! This, they're going to <laughs> they get shafted. They're going to get shafted. But they may
0: lose. They may lose millions of dollars worth of, of investment money. That's I'm just saying.
1: Right? No, 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 no. The stocks can go to hell in a handbasket. You know, they're they're. There if if you're trying to feather your nest in Bill Knight economics, and I'm not saying Bill Knight is a rich guy because he is not, but if I were to go back and be twenty years old again and rethink my life, you know, there's only two things that you have. You have you have uh you have wants and needs. The wants are, you know, those little things that Sure. Pr- oh, oh, I gotta have that widget. Oh, I gotta get it. I gotta yeah. get it. Mm-hmm. People have made money off of that, and that keeps you from getting your true wealth that you deserve of all that money. The other thing is, there are your needs, your basic necessities in life. You need water, you need power, you need shelter, you need food. And it's interesting that all those three things there that I've mentioned, Mm -hmm. water, shelter, food, power, okay, for the necessities of life are the things that are now being all hoarded and stocked away. We're, We're storing food underground. Our grid is in trouble, but yet there is, you know, there are things that are being set to where we will have some, somebody will have power, somebody will have water, Mm -hmm. somebody will have food, you know, but not you or me. We're going to have to pay more for it. If there's a,
0: by the way, if there's a war, if we do go to war at some point, uh, kiss your economy goodbye, I think if we st- and th- because i think the next war is going to come to our our shores you know i think well how
1: do you know it's not already here i i, I tend to say that uh our, our borders inv- invaded you know they're storming the beaches um it's just a matter of time and you know everybody and they're making fun of russia right now well their tanks are falling apart their their planes can't stay in the air and and all of this stuff all right, that, that all may be true. And maybe some of what they say about their hypersonic missiles might be propaganda. Well, we use propaganda, too, in some of our hardware. But, you know, Russia has got money. They did profit from all the stuff that's going on here, and they have got oil. But the one thing that they do have, you know, is is the arsenal from the Cold War and the advancement of it with the hypersonic missiles. So, what's going on in the theater over there in the Ukraine and in Russia? That's just a show. Well, we go to war we go to war and it's trouble. Uh,
0: I think that uh, I was I, I'm looking at the uh, you, you talk about being at war, possibly already uh, mm-hmm. which if you if you take a step back and look around, okay, we have young men by the tens of thousands coming across the border from from not just from Latin American countries, but from China and Iran and Mm -hmm. places like that. They're coming across from the Ukraine, seriously, illegally. uh, And they're not bringing their families with them. They're just coming by themselves. What are they doing? These are military-aged kids coming across. uh, And they're coming unchecked. Okay. Um, We have... We're being inundated with drugs, fentanyl's killing a lot of our people. We've lost—I mentioned this on Friday—we lost more people last year to fentanyl overdosing than uh, we lost in the Vietnam War, the Korean War, the Iraqi War, and uh, the Afghan War, all combined. You pay, take them all together, we lost more last year in fentanyl overdoses, and nobody. Nobody is talking about it except that that dear mom who who testified in front of Congress last week, Rebecca Kiesling from Michigan who lost two of her children. God bless her. Uh, that lady uh, broke, she poured her heart out, but she spoke the truth. And this morning I get up, and I see nothing about this on the news. Um, the site of Atlanta's future public safety training facility, infamously called Cop City by protesters, is now on lockdown as smoke and flames were put out and the area was secured. They have SWAT teams all over the place. Supposedly, they are clashing with uh, Antifa Antifa members. Now, that to me is a battle, is a war. They're burning buildings and they're clashing with police.
1: OK, they're burning buildings. They're rewriting our history. Uh, the borders are down. Uh, we don't know what's going to go on with an election. And and I can almost venture a guess that you might not get a say in the 2024 uh, election. It very well could be chosen for us and we won't even have to go to the polls or cast a vote.
0: Yep. I, I love Trump. I love Trump. I, I, I dearly would like to see him. Uh, back in office, because I think he, unlike every there's other legitimate politi-
1: election, he'll be in. Un- unlike, every
0: no other, unlike every other politician out there, when he makes a promise, he keeps it. I don't care whether he's got an ego, whether he has a, a suntan all the time. I don't care. I, I just don't care. I, I care that he makes a promise, and he keeps the damn promise, okay? Unlike everybody else. I don't know Ron DeSantis from a hole in the wall. Yeah, he looks like he's doing a good job in Florida. But I do know that he owes his governorship to Donald Trump. I mean, if Donald Trump didn't uh, endorse him, he would have lost to that Democrat who has all these other problems. It would have been a disaster in Florida. Uh, we, have, we have a situation right now, but I, do, I think in 2024, even when I hear Trump saying, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, I'm thinking, oh, President Trump, I hope you're really smarter than that. I hope you know that they're not going to let us go to 2024.
1: I think he knows that, but I also think he knows that he's got to keep the faith. He's got to keep the dream. He's got to keep the hope alive as we move forward. Now, is there an intervention that's going to come that's going to, you know, finally the house of cards of this government is going to fall down you know they've been they've been protecting the hunter story and joe biden but apparently that is coming apart
0: you know well, he he said Bill, in 2020 he said I, we got it all we meaning he knows how they stole the election he knows what really happened and who the players were but he was never able to sell that to the people because the media made him look foolish made him look like he was a, a sore loser
1: at the time okay He's got it all. He's got the proof. Are they gonna let him disseminate the truth? Or it's gonna be stopped. Are the players out there is the state so deep or the players so vast and many? You know, does does evil outweigh good? I don't
0: think that they're gonna let him get to twenty twenty four. I just don't. Well, you just
1: answered the question. Yeah, He's I don't always think. Always good here.
0: But here is what I, a lot of people were talking about this on the internet over the weekend. There were in his speech at CPAC. There were a lot of what appeared to be hidden. Uh, we'll use the military term comms communications. Uh, he said, for example, in one of, one section, he said. Many of you, including you out here in the audience, many of you said, uh, I will be president in six weeks. But they're evil people. They're tough people out there. That's how he worded it. Not that I should be president. I will be president in six weeks. So a Hmm. lot of people pick up on key phrases like that, people who are listening. First of all, the premise of these people, these Trump enthusiasts, is that he doesn't have a means to communicate with the country, like he did as president, he, you know. So when he does a speech like CPAC, where it's carried on Fox, which was which was amazing by itself, and carried by Newsmax, all of a sudden he has the reach. He's he can be seen all around the world again, and that's where you disseminate your communications to your support. So let's say hypothetically, this is just a. We're just playing games here now. We're doing theories. Let's say he has all the facts. He has all the proof. He let's say he has the military behind him. Let's say the military has has taken a pledge to protect and serve. You know, from enemies both foreign and domestic. And let's say the military, for the most part, know who the the traitors are, and know right. who the bad people, the bad players are. Uh, maybe they were signaling elements around the country. I'm just saying. I know it sounds like that. This is something that sounds like a conspiracy theory. Okay, but a lot of people are thinking that he's got to know that he won't make it to twenty twenty four, and that he's got to know that they're gonna do. If they st- they thought they stole it in twenty sixteen, and they had him uh, the algorithm off, so they adjusted that algorithm, and he lost in 2020 even though he got more votes than any sitting president in the history of our our nation okay and and now in 2020 in 2022 in the midterms we elected a guy who can't put a sentence together in Pennsylvania against a noted heart surgeon and successful television personality who had really good uh, a really good uh, plan a really good uh, uh, strategy uh, but They say there was no corruption of baloney. They have the system. Okay. And you can listen to the media say, oh, these people, they just can't take no for an S. They're conspiracy theorists. They're crazy. Now, that in and of itself is a conspiracy to minimize the truth. A conspiracy to minimize the truth. They're the conspiracy theory. These are the people who are carrying out a conspiracy. Uh, mm-hmm. That's just my belief. But anyway, uh, I hope that Trump is smart enough to know that there has to be an alternate plan if the country is to be rescued because I don't think that uh, it will happen. I was reading an article this morning. Uh, you know, the, the Republicans are filled with a C, not a C, but... In the sea of the Republican Party, there are rhino sharks. Let's put it that way,
1: okay? Uh, I, I rhino take, killer whales. Yeah, what you're talking about.
0: Case in point, um, this morning, uh, I, I read an article that uh, John Sun- Chris Sununu, John Sinunu's son. John Sununu was the governor of New Hampshire and an aide to the president's uh, himself. Very successful. His son is the is the governor of New Hampshire and he's a rhino. And and he was asked about Trump, and here's what Chris Sununu said: uh, As far as former President Trump, I think he's going to run. Obviously, he's in the race. He's not going to be the nominee. That's just not going to happen. That was why. He, that was he said. I think there's a lot of opportunity to bring forward what the Republican Party. Uh, not what we were, but uh, not yesterday. Uh, he Then he stuttered and stammered, but he didn't give a real solid answer. I, I was going to read you the stuttering and stammering, but I'm not going to put you through that. Then Asa Hutchins, Hutchinson, former governor of Arkansas, also spoke on the fears that Trump would be uh, the presidential nominee again. Uh, he said, uh, let's see, Former Governor Asa Hutchinson on Sunday said former President Trump's 2024 message appeals to, quote, an angry mob, end quote. That's that's who he's laboring. Everybody who likes Trump is an angry mob in response to remarks Trump made to the annual uh, conservative political action conference, CPAC, in which he pitched himself as fighting a final battle for, uh, for retribution. He calls anybody who supports Trump an angry mobster, essentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, And these are Republicans that are going to get in the way. The Jeb Bushes, the George Bushes. These people are going to throw monkey wrenches in front of Donald Trump. He's got to do something extraordinary to be president again and to rescue this country. But here's what he said at CPAC. Listen, do you
2: think he has something in mind? I Thank you very much. And if you put me back in the White House, their reign is over. Their reign will be over. And they know it. And America will be a free nation once again. We're not a free nation right now. We don't have free press. We don't have free anything. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution.
0: I am your retribution. Not going to let this happen. I am your retribution. Do you think that the the deep state is going to let this guy just run again and win? No. No. Bill, he's got to do something extraordinary. Extraordinary people have got to stand beside him to do that. You know, well,
1: I think he signaled them for, for them to step up because he just and, and he just he laid out his marching orders. He called them out. He did. They're going to answer, and if we don't help them answer, then we're going to see something that we don't want to see.
0: One more thing, I want to play for you from uh, CPAC. Uh-huh. It's a short uh, cut. It's uh, he acknowledged the January sixth detainees. The people who have been behind bars, bars some of them, for like 750 days. Can you believe that? Like two years behind I can believe it. With, with no, no uh, recourse, no, uh, what do they call it, a redress, just stuck behind bars.
2: The partisan and often corrupt intelligence agencies, the George Soros money machine that spends a lot of money on the prosecutors, by the way. The Antifa thugs who are allowed to roam the streets while we have people that in many cases are great patriots, great, great patriots, saying prayers every night, playing our national anthem every day, and they're sitting in a jail nearby, rotting away and being treated so unfairly, like nobody's probably ever been treated in this country before, except maybe me. And Marjorie, you've been so fantastic on that issue. Where's Marjorie? You've been so fantastic on that issue. And Elise and Matt.
0: And you know what, for the grace of God go I. I'll tell you, if I didn't have two bum knees that uh, were made out of uh, titanium, uh, I might have gone. I know you were talking about going to the January 6th uh, demonstration. You yeah, plan I had planned in. to
1: invited. I, I was, I had a ride to get there, and uh, I forget what it was that that prevented me. But uh, yeah, now I would have been over by the Trump speech. I would have, you know, yeah. waited and walked over. But I probably, if I had gone, I would have been back in the tent because uh, the invite I had was was one of the speakers. You know, one of the people that were, yeah. you know, there.
0: Well. Lauren Boebert, uh, not Lauren Boebert, I do have something from her. That's why I was thinking, but I'm not going to be able to play it uh, today. But uh, uh, a- Ashley Babbitt, you know, that that poor lady, she went to the speech and went to the Capitol and she was a 14-year Air Force veteran and she was enthusiastic and somebody opened the doors and they let them in, the police those those guys who get up and testify that they were in such fear for their lives and they were they were in such a terrible situation that's baloney. The mm-hmm. video speaks volumes. Go look at the video. You're going to see some stuff coming out in the not too distant future. I think Tucker promised we'd see some video this week from the uh, unseen, so far unseen video from January sixth. You're going to see people standing by uh, police officers letting the protesters come in like they were a tour group.
1: When do you think that video is going to come out?
0: Uh, Tucker said this week uh, we should see something this
1: week. I think when that happens, uh, there's going to be a distraction so that they can minimize people seeing it on Fox uh, because that's what they want to do. Mm. Um, And there's a lot of distractions out there. There's veterans. Somebody could trip over a plug. There's Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Somebody could trip over a plug. Uh, you know, there's Feinstein. Somebody could trip over a plug. Um, you know, you've got so many things going on. Uh, there's, uh, there's the war in the Ukraine. Somebody could trip and fall on a switch, you know?
0: You know, I was just reading uh, the prime minister of, uh, of Great Britain, uh, Rishi Sunak, he warned illegal immigrants uh, entering, the, uh, in, entering his country that they would be deported and sent back. He said it's not fair for uh, the people who live in Britain to, to pick up, to pay for all of their, their charges for being there illegally. But, you know, right. the thing that stood out is, I think the figure was they only have like 45,000 illegals in Great Britain. Which is a fry? We get that on a good weekend well, in the I'll tell United you what, States.
1: Well, from a trade, we'll take their forty-five for uh, <laughs> our couple of million. And, yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah, see, why not? Hey, listen, we've done it, my friend, and another uh, show in the can, man. Thank you uh, very much, everybody, for this past weekend on our superficial downloads counter. Superficial, yeah, superficial downloads counter. It was our best weekend ever. As far as people listening to the program, we truly appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. I know I speak for you, my friend. Uh, yeah, you do. It, it is such it is such an honor to be able to be growing such an audience of of faithful listeners, people who are like minded and enjoy hearing what we have to say. It makes it worth it, you know, all the work we put into this.
1: No, well, it does. So And you know what? Spread the word, too. Share us uh, with a friend. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's how it grows. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can say this. You know, the, there were days, weeks, months that went by. And we're going, is that all we got for all <laughs> is, the work that we're doing? Is anybody out then, there?
0: Yeah. This thing on? Hello. <laughs>
1: but uh, all of a sudden, just one day, it popped. But, you know, it popped. And then I see a headline like this. It just warms the cockles of my heart. President Biden announces up to, well, thirty million dollars in U.S. support for new global fund to bolster free press as a, a bedrock of democracy. Uh, this this, this
0: yeah. guy, this guy, every every time you think he can't come out with something more outrageous, he proves me wrong. You know. Uh, by the way, our yeah, phone he's number the is... the only
1: guy that can open his mouth and you can smell what's coming out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, our phone number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868.
1: Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. There's also a mail at crnamerica.com. Uh, we always love to hear from you. Uh, and uh, today, no exception to the rule. So please contact us and please share us. And with that, I bid you adieu. Should we leave with uh, Joe Biden singing his theme song? You know, he does it so well. He
0: does indeed. You want to do the introductions this time?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, from, well, the insane asylum of the nation, we give you our commander and idiot, Joe Biden.
2: Why don't you go where fashion sits? Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes, or cutaway coat, perfect fits.
1: The Voice
0: of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything... Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do
1: when you only have 260 million?